0: Welcome to Lit, Ladies in Power podcast with me, your host, Lady Charlotte. My guest today is Forever Smiling, TV presenter and the UK's national sweetheart, Melinda Messenger. Melinda started her career 30 years ago as a model with her first campaign. She literally became an overnight success. She went on to become one of the UK's leading TV presenters, but five years ago decided to fulfill her lifelong dream to take a master's degree in psychotherapy. Now a practising psychotherapist, I would like to welcome Melinda to Lips. Hi Melinda, welcome to Lips. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Good to see you. Good to see you too. Really um, excited to have a chat with you today. I've got lots of great uh, tips that I'd like to find out from you, especially with your new chosen career, which we're going to go into in a minute. Um, But a little birdie tells me that you've got quite a significant birthday coming up. The big five I'm going to be 50. <laughs> I cannot believe it. What is your secret, Melinda? You've not changed a bit, like, in your whole career since, well, since seeing your face on TV, which has been 25 years now. There's not been much change at all. What are your secrets?
1: Um, there's, oh, Trust me, there, there's change. You probably just can't see it. I've got loads of lines and wrinkles. Um. And, yeah, this is all now gone white, as you can see. Um, So the changes are definitely happening. Um, But, yeah, you know, it's a funny thing, isn't it, getting older? Because we're sort of conditioned to think that it's somehow a bad thing. And, actually, I think it's the opposite. I think it's brilliant. As my life's gone on, the older I get, the happier I become. Um, You know, the more I feel like I can live a life that feels like it's mine and I'm not doing it all for other people. the more I kind of know who I am and, and, and what I need. And so for me, getting older has been a really great gift. Um, and yeah, I'm just grateful to still be alive, quite frankly.
0: <laughs> I know. And what kind of crazy, I would start to say year, but now in 2021 and it's still carrying on. And I don't know, I was quite always the optimist, thought new year. 2021 it's going to be over and i i really don't think that this is going to kind of get back to normal if it's going to be back to normal if that makes any sense i think it's going to be a new normal um not till till 20 you know 2021 end of summer kind of the whole year is really it's so it's
1: i mean it, we're in such a strange time aren't we we've never gone through anything like this and i think half of the problem is is because uh, you know as human beings we can't bear uncertainty you know we want to know what's happening we, we want we want to have some sense of control and I think what this is showing us you know which is is actually a truth that that we find hard to to grasp is that nothing is in our control <laughs> you know it never is um and that can be quite difficult and it makes us kind of want to Figure it all out and work out what's going on and know when things are going to end. But all we can really do is go with with where we are right now. um I mean, in terms of like the whole COVID thing, yeah, and the strategy, yeah, it's it's interesting, isn't it? You know, I've got a personal opinion that is probably very different to others, maybe in in that. Um, what's that? I want to hear. Yeah, it. Like, <laughs> to find a way to live with it. Um, I think we're going to have to find a way of, of, of moving forward, living with it, understanding, you know, that that viruses uh, will always exist, always have done since the beginning of time, and they're they're very difficult, if not impossible, to eliminate um, or control. So, how do we live with it? And so, for me, my personal view on it would be that you know, you protect and shield the vulnerable and allow others to to you know to carry on in life you've got to, you've got to understand what your own risks are and you mitigate those where you can but otherwise continue with life because to shut down all of life and just close everything down you know for a year two years however long that's a it's so not sustainable b it causes more problems um, potentially than the original problem itself the virus um And, you know, see, it's it's just not, it's just, it's not, we're not living, you know, which is the whole thing, thing. it's the irony is that we can be so afraid of death that we don't live, but that makes no sense, (laughs) we need to live, you know, but of course, take into account take precautions, shield the vulnerable where we need to, and find a way of of moving forward with it. Because, yeah, the impact, the impact that it has on the lockdown is so severe because so many people are losing their businesses, their income, you know, that they've worked their whole lives for. You know, we've got our children. They're the ones I really feel for. the Impact on them.
0: Yes, it's it's very true. I mean, I've got my um, two older daughters. Paris is uh, 16 and Sky is almost 13. Um, And I would say this time around, in this lockdown, it's definitely affected them a lot more um, because of their kind of social interaction and going out with friends. It's like a natural thing that they want to do. And even with schools and for a lot of children going out with their friends, it's kind of, you know, escape from home or, you know, just...
1: It's really... It's what they ought to be doing, Charlotte. It's it's the place where they're they're in. Naturally, they need to be going out into the world, not being shut in to, you know, a family home. It's kind of going against their developmental stage. So it's no wonder it's hard for them. You know, all the 20-year-olds that should be out there socialising, working, having fun, and the brakes have kind of been put on them. And, you know, OK, you can argue well it is it to protect them in the long run but it's all about understanding and perspective isn't it like you know what the risk is what um what the, the harm is of, of sort of taking that course of action and trying to find out how do we live with this in the best possible way understanding what we can and can't control um you know and 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 make the best of life for all of us
0: Yeah, I I absolutely agree. And um, just going back to what we were kind of speaking about before, is that you've had a career in TV for over 25 years and you've retrained um, into psychotherapy. And I'm just interested how that come about and why why you chose to go down such a different route. Um,
1: Yeah, the the reason I chose to do it was that it was just always... um, I guess something that I wanted to do so it, I, it was always a passion of mine I knew I wanted to work in the kind of healing profession in some way I just wasn't quite sure which avenue I wanted to take um and i I'd, I'd known that ever since I was about seven you know I wanted to be a psychiatrist and yeah I guess you know I ended up in television and have been doing that for the last 25 years and I just kind of realized that You know, if I don't make a commitment to do this now for myself, this kind of follow this inner yearning, it's never going to happen. And my my big thing for me is that when I die, you know, whenever that is, because I have no idea, um, I don't want to look back and regret. I don't want to look back and think, oh, you know, I had a real kind of longing to do that. Why didn't I do it? So I I just recognize that I didn't want that regret and I had to make a commitment you know if it mattered to me I had to make a commitment so it was quite a challenge because you know my career was like a juggernaut really that I, you know that was that's how I made my living that's what I've done for 25 years and it was like okay I've got to, it's like slowing down this juggernaut and then changing its direction so it was it was challenging um but absolutely the best thing that I've ever done and you know and the, and and what i what i kind of learned from it is that there's no such thing as you're ever too old to change careers or ever too old to change direction or ever too old to do anything quite frankly i mean there may be a few things but if it's what you really want to do you know however old you are wherever you are in life in life you know go for it it doesn't mean it's going to be easy but then usually you know as we know the, the kind of things that matter to us invariably aren't that easy. They're, they're challenging. They're sort of, they're testing. Um, but it has been so worthwhile and it's definitely changed my life for the better.
0: Oh, and have you got any kind of tips for anybody listening to this that we kind of touched on about COVID uh, a moment ago that are going through things and mental health is such a top t- subject that we can kind of talk about more freely now, I suppose because of COVID people are more open to it. So Um, As your kind of professional opinion as as a psychotherapist, could you give any tips for lockdown? So I guess it's about looking at, you
1: know, what that impact is. And it's obviously going to be different for everybody. Um, But if we're looking at it kind of generally speaking, people are struggling with losing their routine, with losing their structure with losing their sense of purpose, their sense of meaning, you know, their struggle with finances, how are they going to make money and keep a roof over their head and feed their kids? You know, these are real, real struggles and incredibly stressful. And then we've seen the impact on our children, that they can't follow their natural developmental milestones as they should, they can't have the socialisation that they need, the stresses that brings into the family home. So. Really, it's about kind of really taking things, really paring it right down and taking it one step at a time, one moment at a time, you know, looking at well, what can you do and what is it that you do need in that moment and letting go of everything else. Um so our internal state of being, how we feel inside affects everything. It affects how we think, the decisions we make, and therefore the actions that we take. So the more we can be aware of that and conscious of that, the more we can influence the outcome to be more, po- you know, in a more positive way. So things like um, trying to figure out what you need to stay calm and relaxed and building that into your day and making that a priority, I think is really vital. So if that means just laying on the sofa, doing nothing for an hour with with a cup of tea do that you know if it means watching a film tv that you love do that listening to music gardening you know cooking something whatever it might be that for you is your form of relaxation make sure you have that in your day because the calmer you are the more able you are able to more able you are to meet the stresses that you that are coming up against you so it's just sort of staying present um realizing you can't do everything and so, just doing what you can, not having such high expectations on ourselves to 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 be able to cope with it, with everything right now because we can't. Um, for me, what is so important to have is 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 um, I personally always need an hour outdoors in nature. So you know, going for a walk just for an hour doesn't matter where. Um,
0: I agree. I'm, I'm exactly the same. It's like um. Going out, we've got, I've got two chihuahua puppies, so it's a great excuse to go and take them for a walk and get some fresh air, um, and I think that's, you know, it's obviously very limiting to how much time you can go out because of the restrictions and everything, but I think that is just integral, just having a little bit of fresh air and, and doing that for for mental well-being, for definite. Yeah nature
1: and exercise in whatever form you, you like it walking you know yoga running um is so vital I think for our for our well-being um trying to create your own routine figuring out what you need like I, I found I needed so much sleep I, I had so many hours in the day that I just thought oh, I can't do anything literally can't do anything so rather than fight that accepted it I thought okay well for whatever reason this is what I need so I'm I'm going to allow myself that so it's don't go against what you need listen to what your body's telling you you know if you need to rest and you can't do anything that day that's okay rest you know treating ourselves with love and with kindness you know is is so transformative um, so powerful and and allowing our children to see that, that it's really helpful to be able to, to take care of your own needs <clears throat> and understanding the pressures that they're under, how frightening things are for them, you know, it, they've lost all their stability, haven't they? Yeah. Uh, and so, how how do we make that more comfortable for them? You know, so acknowledging what they're going through, understanding what they're going through, knowing it won't be permanent, knowing that it's temporary. You know, and trying to encourage whatever social contacts they can have. Um, you know, it be it online through games. You know, Zoom on the phone, <laughs> going for a walk. You know, whatever it is, maintaining that because we need each other. We need a sense of community. Um, we need to feel that we're part of something. So that can be really difficult in a lockdown situation because you can feel very isolated and cut off from the world. So you need to find ways of, of, of remembering and feeling that you know we are all connected, we are a giant community and we are all there for each other.
0: And I think that's actually something you mentioned about Zoom, you know, before this happened, I'd never ever heard of Zoom, I'd heard of FaceTime. Um, but it has, it's made it so accessible. And also I find for me is I'm having conversations with people all around the world now, which, and so easily. Like before it would have, you would have thought, oh, you know, it would have been a, a lot more of a bigger process and how, how fast it is now. And it's that's kind of one thing I've no, noticed in COVID is how connected we can be all around the world rather than just in our communities before. That's right.
1: For every negative, there's a positive, you know, and vice versa. That, you know, that's just the laws of the universe. That's how it is. And and absolutely, a, a positive of, of sort of being isolated and, and cut off from the world is that we found other ways to connect. yes. And, How easy they are! So there's always these these there are always these sort of positives that will come out, and in in some ways the more we can shift our focus onto okay what we're now finding that's working for us you know maybe it's great that you don't have to travel to work for hours and hours a day that you can have more time at home you know maybe it's great that you don't have the pressures of meeting all these different kind of activities that you've got to do and you can just relax and play with your kids you know these are these are positives um coming out of a really difficult situation and the more we give those our attention you know the better we will begin to feel of course it's yeah. not that simplistic but it is about trying to simplify what's happening right now uh, in order to get a set gain a sense of peace in order you know that we can be okay with it
0: and there's a kind of a lot of conspiracy theories, obviously flying around, surrounded with COVID, and also with the vaccine. And shall we people have it? Shall they not? I'm just interested. What's your thoughts on it? And are you planning on having the vaccine? So the
1: vaccine, uh, you know, this 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 new vaccine that's um, that's out. It's it's an interesting, wasn't one, isn't it? Because for me personally, you know, my choice is no. Um, I won't be. But I not saying that i advocate saying no or yes i I, the position that i come from is that it is entirely individual you know i it's i know so many people that this is a lifeline and and it's given them hope you know and so one that's wonderful we must each choose for ourselves what is right for us when it comes to our responsibility for our health and our well-being that belongs to us you know so um For me, there's different reasons why I'm I'm saying no, um, but that doesn't mean that everybody should. You know, you've got to make it the the choice for you. And there's an acronym called BRAIN that I really like to apply in these situations, and that's benefits, risks, alternatives, intuition, and that you can say no. So, you know, in other words, you have choice. So if you apply that, you can help kind of look at, well, what feels right for you, you know, what... What sort of risk do you feel at? What are the benefits? What are the potential um, negatives? You know, what does your gut feeling say? Because we're all too quick sometimes, I think, to um, discount our gut feeling and intuition, but it's such a high form of intelligence, you know, ask
0: any mother. It's, I was absolutely thinking that. I have these gut feelings and it's really funny. I'm forever saying it to my husband. I'm like, I just don't know why, I've just got a feeling
1: and it works
0: trust it trust it trust
1: that gut gut feelings are very powerful forms of information i i always trust mine um but yes yeah, so i don't know i don't know i i really don't know about this particular vaccine um but as i say all i can do is make a choice for myself and and everybody else must make the choice um for them and yeah as I said lots of people I know that are saying yes to it and feel really hopeful and excited by it and, you know and that's that's great that's great but uh, yeah it, you just look at all the information from all sources and, and then figure out okay what's going to be best for me
0: and is, what's coming up for you in 2021 in is there anything that you would like to share that you're going to be up to in this year Oh god is it 2021 already? I mean wow 2021.
1: Um, Well I've just started a a master's research program so I'm uh, in transpersonal psychotherapy Um, so literally just started so that's a lot of work that's going to be taking me the next two years and yeah alongside of that I'm, I'm seeing clients in a private clinic um, I'm working on doing some um, courses that are sort of transformative and healing um, to put out there um, and writing. Yeah, lots of writing. Do you enjoy writing? I do. Uh,
0: are you writing a book?
1: Um, yes, I am at the oh. moment. Yeah, yeah, early stages. So but uh, yes, I am.
0: Oh, amazing! You have to look out, look out for that. So, Melinda, what I'm doing with all of my guests that come along, is I really enjoy this bit, it gets really exciting, um, is I'm interested in seeing what's inside everybody's makeup bags and their glam routine. So, I don't know if you've got yours with you right now. I'd love to see.
1: I've got mine here. So that's my little makeup bag, um, but it's it's probably the opposite of glam inside my makeup bag. <laughs> um, yeah, I've got a little hairbrush. Okay, um, I was
0: wondering what that was.
1: It's like a, a ladybird, okay. It is a ladybird. <laughs> um, got, like this is the quality of my makeup. I'm not going to lie. I've got this sort of broken um compact, but it works. Uh, and then I do have some really nice things. So I've got some of Gary Cockrell's uh lovely makeup. Love
0: makeup Gary's makeup.
1: stuff. His eyebrow pencil which I love because it's nice and natural. Well, I
0: haven't um, tried that yet. I actually love his foundations.
1: Yeah, they're really
0: amazing.
1: It's got lovely uh, mascara. I like that. And this I use, I say, put it under the eyes to get rid of the dark circles and the bags. And I managed to scratch my face the other day, so I put a bit of that on. Um, and then, yeah, my routine, I, I try and keep it very simple, um, just because I can't be bothered to spend a <laughs> lot of time doing other things. So, yeah, I like to be able to get ready in 10 minutes. Um, When I was younger, you know, I'd spend hours and hours and hours. It would take me three hours to get ready to go out. Now it's 10 minutes, you know, literally kind of, you know, brush my hair, put a bit of blush on, a bit of mascara and my favourite lipstick.
0: I was just going to ask you, what's your favourite
1: lips um my favorite lips is if I can find it in here it's a MAC lip liner and okay. color is spice and I've used it for about 20 years I absolutely love it and I've probably dropped I it off
0: you could kind of use it as what do you just put it all
1: all over it I, I just literally get the lip liner and I literally just color my lips in with it because I like the shade because it's so natural and because it's a lip liner it tends to stay on all day um rather than lipsticks which can sort of smudge and like, I hate it when you kind of I'm forever touching my face and I'll so I'll have to, like, <laughs> my lip gloss because it'd end up up here or in my hair <laughs> um so yeah lip liner just goes on stays on and it's a shade I like and you can just stick a little bit of lip balm over the top if you want it to look glossier so it's very low-key easy is
0: my kind of vision and I think it's really true what you were, you were saying about you know years ago with doing makeup I think now it's changed a lot like my daughters are like professional makeup artists <laughs> which they learn off like YouTube and like Instagram and all of these these ways and it's like amazing and I was thinking I wasn't like that on I know was like 13 or 14 starting to experiment with makeup it didn't look as professional as it as they do now Evie is the same she can do and has been able
1: to years she can do a be- makeup better than I can I, I mean it's immaculate um yeah and uh, yeah exactly at that age yeah I was wearing kind of pink and blue <laughs> you know I remember the boys at school saying I'm pretty sure you're meant to blend that in you know what I- <laughs> um Yes, yeah, so they it, yeah. Well, this is, you know the internet for you, isn't it? It's just kind of opened up everything for everyone, um, which is lovely. It's lovely.
0: It has, and also TikTok. Have you done any TikToks with your children
1: yet? I haven't done any TikToks, no. But Evie, Evie has it. She loves it, and she'll always come in and show me little ones here and there. Um, it looks—it's like one of those things that you know they—they they look really
0: fun, but they also look like they're quite hard work to put together it's it's like super professional I've been trying to do some myself actually more recently just just to make the kids laugh I'll be honest with you (laughs) but they are they are yeah it's it's a lot it's a lot more kind of uh tricky than it it looks actually to get going with it it's
1: incredible isn't it and you know and one person can release a video and suddenly the whole world can see it you know, and, and, you know, suddenly you've got millions and millions of people knowing who you are. I think that's quite extraordinary that we're, we're kind of going, we're in that time. Um, yeah, it's 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 quite a phenomenon.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely feel like, as I said earlier about even with the Zoom, and connecting with different countries and everything. I do feel, feel like the world is much more closer.
1: Well, the world feels much more connected, doesn't it? Yes. Now? Because we can all reach each other, you know, through all these different kind of platforms. And and I, I guess, yeah, it's sort of a reflection, really, of what goes on. You know, we are all interconnected with each other. No man, no person can exist in isolation. You just can't. Um, and so it is a reflection of that. And, yeah, like everything can be positive, can be negative. But, you know, if we can try and use it positively, then it's wonderful it can bring a sense of like a world community which is great
0: oh it's brilliant well I'm gonna have to let you go now Melinda but I've had such an amazing time speaking to you today really excited about your book as well and looking everybody looking out for that everybody listening to this how can they find you are you on Instagram or on Twitter or a website yeah, I am on I'm on
1: Instagram um, and I am on Twitter. I can't remember any of the <laughs> handles. <laughs> um, I'm on there. You'll find me. Um, yeah. Facebook. And I'm just working on um, a new website. So which I'll have everything in one place It's you know, it's only sort of taken me 25 years to get around to
0: that. <laughs> you know. And what will, what will be on the website? Will it be a few tips? Um, is it around psychotherapy? Little bits. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be
1: mainly about the psychotherapy, any workshops that are going on. Um, yeah. Ad- advice, guidance, any kind of videos um, that get created. So, yeah, just any content that I'm I'm kind of producing, I will put there. Um, but it's 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 literally in its early stages at the moment.
0: Oh, that's brilliant. And I definitely think a lot of people benefit from that. I mean, just already today, the tips that you've given, you know, I think would be a great help for a lot of people listening. Oh, well, thank you. (laughs) And you're welcome. So thank you so much, Melinda. Thank you. Have a great day and um, we'll talk again. Please come come back. Please come back. Will do, Charlotte.
1: Yeah, lots of love to you and your children and enjoy your walk out with the chihuahuas.
0: Yes. <laughs> Billion dollar.
1: <laughs> okay. Bye. Right, bye. Bye
0: bye. bye.